The following program is a podcast1.com production. Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 167, from May 20th, 1996. It's a Monday night show. The guests are Countess Vaughn and Lamont Bentley from Moesha, a UPN sitcom at the time. This is the first episode where Adam riffs on the Richard Speck video from prison that was shown on uh, one of the news programs he watches, either 2020 or uh, 60 Minutes probably. It comes up several times between now and the end of uh, his run in November of 2005. It's kind of a classic riff, and Drew would even get in on it later in the run, uh, Especially in the later 2000s, they talk about this quite a bit, and uh, his horrific crimes as well. There's a few other episodes devoted to this. It just comes up briefly up top. Then Adam brings up the blurred out breasts uh, of Richard Speck in the video, and it echoes a later man show bit, uh, and Adam has a funny declaration that if it's a Tyler fuzz out your chest as a man, it's a bad sign, which is hilarious. So far, this is the only known appearance of Countess Vaughn during the Adam Carolla era. However, I have a strong hunch there may be another episode or two. Lamont definitely came back uh, on the show, episode 476, from July 27th, 1997, a little over a year later. Lamont is a unique guest. He has an energy like no other, and he's a very uh, interesting rapport with the gentleman. Later in 97, he had a great uh, run about his man, Typhoon. So it's a classic episode, and part of it is in the fan archive, and hopefully we will cover the full episode for this feed. Now, Lamont is the first known deceased guest so far in the episodes we've aired in the Adam Carolla era in the classic Loveline feed. It's possible we may have missed someone from a band member from one of the bands or something like that. If so, forgive us on that one. Lamont passed away in 2005 in a tragic and horrific road accident in Los Angeles. There may indeed be a third or fourth episode with Lamont in the Adam Carolla era. He seemed to be a guest they actually liked and wanted to have back quite a bit. His death was never mentioned on air in 2005, but it was very rare for them to bring up any guests who were deceased. Chris Penn being one that I know for sure was mentioned, and not many others were given any sort of eulogy on the show. This is a very funny episode and a great time capsule showcasing Lamont. From all of us at Podcast One and Loveline, rest in peace, Lamont. As per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, indeed. No place like home. Absolutely. Uh, I had a good time last night at the uh, lovely uh, Beckman Auditorium there in the fantastic Cal State. Caltech? Caltech, Caltech Institute of Technology. Yes. yes, I'm not one of you fancy college guys. Indeed. Pardon me Doesn't for confusing me... my uh, places of education. And certainly Drew. no one would confuse you for that. Tell you something, I was out there getting an education on the street, getting an education yeah. in humility, yeah, yeah, education and pride, and carpet cleaning, and carpet cleaning. Thank God I got that training in. Let me get the phone number out: one eight hundred L O V E one nine one one eight hundred five six eight thirty one ninety one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four. 55. I am Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Be there. <laughs> Tonight, we have Lamont Bentley and Countess Vaughn, both of them from the uh, hit TV series Moesha. That, uh, that goes on at uh, 8 o'clock on UPN on Tuesday nights. That is tomorrow night. So we will bring them in there and here, I should say, and we will talk to them in a few minutes, and they will tell us all about it. 
But until then, we will do what made this show famous. Are you ready, Drew? I'm ready. Isabel, 16. Um, yeah. I have, like, kind of a problem. Um, like, um, I'm, like, straight and everything. But, like, and I have a boyfriend. And, um, I like him a lot and everything. But, um, I just, like, I have, like, a desire to, like, kiss one of my friends. And, like, we've, like, become, like, really close friends the past year. Uh-huh. And, um, like, we talk about, you know, kissing girls and stuff, and we always talk about, you know, but it would have to be someone that we trust and someone that we know wouldn't tell everybody. Uh-huh. And me and her are, like, the only ones that, like, I only talk to her about my problems. She only talks to me about her problems, about, like, everything, guys and, like, everything that we do. And, um... Like, and I, so what question do you have for us tonight? Huh? What question do you have for us specifically? <laughs> Frame it as a question. Well, I don't know what to do. Like, okay. I don't know if I should kiss her. And hey. my boyfriend would freak. Yeah. Why do you think kissing a girl would be so much different? I don't know. <laughs> it's understandable and routine that you'd feel curious about that. Those those are feelings that most people are curious about. I mean, because, like, I, like um, about a year or so back... I kissed, like, one of my friends, but, like, we were really drunk, and I don't hardly remember it. All right, and, and that doesn't, I mean, who knows what that was, if you were intoxicated. But it's also natural enough that you would have very intense feelings for your present best friend, and that some of those feelings could be translated into sort of physical kinds of feelings. It doesn't mean you're a lesbian. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a relationship with your girlfriend. It means that you're kind of confusing what is an intimate, warm, emotional feeling and a physical feeling. Uh, you know, I, I, I suspect you ought to just kind of hang back and, and not be so curious as you have to. You don't have to fulfill these curiosities. Yeah, I agree. All right, Isabel? <laughs> but you know, it's great that you have a nice friend. I mean, that's the important thing. Don't, don't destabilize that relationship in some way. You know what? Curiosity, to me, means something's wrong. It always seems to mean that whenever we get a person who calls in and says, I'm just curious. I, I got to know what this is like, whether it be uh, getting it on with uh, someone of the same sex or experimenting with a drug yeah. or uh, seeing what it, what it looks like when you throw a cat into one of those uh, tree mulchers or something like that. There's always something bad with being curious. No one's ever curious to find out exactly how uh, the uh, white settlers uh, uh, settled in California and what went on with that. So I'm going to run to the library and give that a quick look-see. That, that never happens. Right. We never experience that kind of curiosity. Number two. All right. So curiosity is a bad thing. We've established right. that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Number two. Here's a message to everybody who's curious about things. Things are exactly what you thought they would be like. Right. For the most part. Right. That's a good That's a good message, actually. L ladies, picture kissing a guy. If, uh, sorry. If, if, if you were totally honest with yourself about how you would feel if you did that, that's how you'd feel when you did that. Picture yourself. Right. No, right. but in all aspects of life. Yeah. Meaning, if you see, I had a chance to drive a really beautiful NSX right. uh, sports car the other day. A friend right. of mine happened to buy one, and he let me take it out for a spin. I've been looking at this beautiful Acura for years. I got in that car, I drove that car, felt exactly how I thought it would feel. Right. No more, no less. Right, right how it felt. Right. When I was uh, in high school or junior high, I thought, what would a boob feel like? <laughs> Actually, I'm... You still want I still do have yeah. that, that question. But I, what did it feel like? What could it feel like? When I finally did get around to feeling one... Felt exactly how I thought it would feel. I mean, this, Kissing felt exactly. Everything felt 
about how uh, you thought life, it would feel. Yeah, life can surprise you, and particularly in the emotional realm. But for the most part, I think it's a good message to say, well, look at that. Huh. What are we looking at? Oh, there's some sex going on there. Yeah. <laughs> but no, for the most part, I think you're right. I think that's a good message. Yeah. All right. So you already know how it feels. So uh, take sedatives and stay at home and write out the rest of your miserable life. Tim, 25, you're on Loveline. Uh, how you guys doing? Hey. Okay. Hey, my problem is uh, I've been dating this woman recently. She, you know, and doctor, you know, you listen to this one. This, I don't understand this part. She says she has a heart murmur, heart condition, takes medication. You know, she can't be doing active stuff. But yet when we have sex and all, you know, that's pretty active. And when these nights, I'm afraid I'm, you know, I'm going to give her like a really good orgasm or she's going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Is that possible? And how am I well, going to be able to tell? Because <laughs> you're putting her on like a two and a half minute roller coaster every time you get in the sack, aren't you, Tim? Oh, hell no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Man, I'm good for more than that. Tim, unfortunately, I don't think you're going to be able to tell me the information I need to know what exactly is going on here. Well, she, she's real sensitive to it. You know, she doesn't Look, want to talk about it, but right. I've seen her take the medication. Most heart murmurs. I don't want to. I don't want to offend her by saying, you know, well, if you're so worried about not doing this active stuff, right, right, happens right. when we're in the yeah, yeah, yeah. A murmur it just means a sound that the doctor hears when he listens. It's turbulence, blood, turbulent blood flow moving through the heart. The most common cause of a murmur in somebody your age or your girlfriend's age would be something called mitral valve prolapse, oh. which is a totally benign condition. Yeah. It will not hurt her. There's no way you can precipitate any kind but of But, Drew, problem. to play it safe, would you recommend that Tim keep some of those defibrillators by the side of the no. bed? You know, the paddles where they yell clear? I mean, you need to talk to her. No. You need to. No. I mean, that's the worst possible suggestion. Tim, you know the sound that Drew hears when he puts his head up to someone's chest? Yeah. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Oh. You're a schmuck. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm afraid. Yeah, I don't want to give her a heart attack while I'm, you know, doing my thing. You know, cause I'm look, the, Tim. I, again, I would have to know more about what the condition is she has. You've got to talk to her more about what it is. Find out more about it. In, in somebody her age, again, mitral valve prolapse would be the most common thing, and you're not going to precipitate any problems with that particular condition. Hey, Drew, look, another patient. Oh. You're a schmuck. You're a schmuck. <laughs> You know, I'm only doing, I'm coming from insecurity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But because I said that, now I can't come from insecurity. Aha! Stacy, 25. Um, okay, hi. I'm um, in graduate school to get a, um, you know, graduate credential for teaching, special education. But anyway, as the semester progresses and I get further and further into my studies, I become a basket case. And uh, my husband is in his... Um, very promiscuous stage of his life, and um, just I can no, I cannot please him because I'm just so tired after studying, after doing my internship, everything that um, he masturbates, looks at porno magazines, um, chats on like um, AOL to people, you know. Think um, he knows all the single women in our apartment, you know. And it just kind of makes me sad, and I don't know what to do or how to handle this. It must be kind of scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, the school semester's almost over, but now I'm going to start a teaching job, and I don't know if it's going to, you know, if my days and nights are going to mesh, you know. Do you, do you live with this guy, Stacy? Yeah, he's my husband. Oh, he's your husband. I'm I, sorry. I mean, we have been promiscuous. We have two children, but um, ever since I've been in school... Um, you know, the past year in this graduate program, um, I just... It's I, like living with a teenager. Yeah, let me like. tell you about yeah, the... Ma- zombie. Let me tell you about the male penis, Stacy. 
You ever uh, you ever see like a blade of grass pushing up through a sidewalk right in the middle of a big sea of cement? There's that blade of grass. And you think to yourself, geez, how does that happen? And you realize it will find a way. It will always find a way. It's the same with the penis pushing up through the sidewalk. You don't water it. You don't nurture it. You don't rake the leaves around it. You neglect the penis. But the penis will always find a way. And it could be talking to people in the apartment, something sort of innocent. It could be talking to people on AOL. Could be phone sex. Could be a ton of pornography and uh, pleasuring himself. But they will, it will always, like that blade of grass, will always push up through the slab of life. So I probably just have nothing to worry about. Just need to well, um, do you, school. Yeah, I mean, it's it, in in some respect, you should be grateful that he is not actually acting out on his impulses. Well, he is a little bit. I'm, yeah, I don't. But he's not dirtying his hands with the uh, with the feeling of another woman. Right. Well, he asks me all the time, like, "Oh, what do you think of her? You think she would do me?" Questions like that. You all know? right. Here's what he's doing, though, Stacy. He is acting out, and he's basically trying to kickstart you into sex. Uh huh. He's sort it's of thre- he, He's going it. about it the wrong way. I mean, an intelligent guy would pull you aside and say, look, I know you're under a lot of stress. I know you're working your ass off and so forth. But we also need a little time for ourselves. So let's set aside, you know, a night a week or a night every other week. But he's not mature enough to have that discussion. So what he does is he tries to sort of threaten you in his own subtle way. And, of course, guys try to create circumstances that would cause them to kickstart. Right. Right. They don't think like a woman. They think like a man. Absolutely. Right. A guy would get pissed off and yank your blouse off and jump on top of you. Well, he does that to me like at one in the morning after I've crashed from all my, you know, homework. Well, like, Stacy, how often, how often are you giving up the goods? Um, I don't know. Once every two weeks. Oh, that's lean. How, uh, this guy's like, uh, he's like Jack Frack. <laughs> Who's the one who could eat no lean? All right. The point is, is, uh, how old a guy is he? Um, 31. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. He says he's in a sexual prime. Yeah, I'm 31, and I know if I don't pleasure myself at least every other week, all hell's going to break loose. I, I, I feel for the guy, you know. All right, well, listen, Stacy, don't argue with him over computer dating and phone sex and all that junk. Have a mature conversation with the guy. He's 31. He should be able to hold one by now. And just tell him what's going on, and don't get into a uh, power struggle with him. Agree to a certain night once a week where he can give you a little bath and a little massage and rub a little uh, oil on you or they have something. two kids. Two kids. Oh, for Christ's sake, Drew. I'm trying to work out something that's going to be uh, amicable between the two, and you've got to bring the kids up again. Drew gets none, by the way, because he has triplets. <laughs> you think you don't get any with two kids. Imagine with three kids. Yeah. He gets, uh, he gets one during the equinox, and when's the other one? The summer solstice, Drew? I think Boxing Day may get some, too. Uh, Stacy. Here's the deal. Talk to him. Okay. All right? Yeah, I know it sounds like a radical idea. Hey, Lamont and Countess, both from Moesha, have just rolled into the studio. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How y'all doing? What's up? Now, uh, Countess, you're uh, 17. That's right. So you're right in our uh, demographic here. That's right. But we won't, uh, we'll try to keep the show uh, a little on the tamer side tonight so as not to offend your delicate sensibilities. Okay. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Lamont, how you're old enough. Uh, yeah, I'm old enough. <laughs> how, how old are you? I ain't saying. <laughs> but you look, you look old enough. Yeah, yeah. You got the bald head, but I'm guessing I can see some stubble on there, so it's just a fashion thing. It's not out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, 
All right. So, uh, Moesha, Tuesday nights, UPN. UPN, 8 o'clock, Channel 13. That's right. That's right. Uh, Watch. Now, is it thir- it's not 13 everywhere, though. No, no it's not. And we're all over the place, so we'll, uh, we'll stick to the UPN uh, route. The UPN. But I guess it would be at 8 o'clock all over the place. That's right. And, no, actually. In Central, in, it's different, then. Oh, it is? In um, Dallas, it's 7.30. Yeah, and in New York, it's like 7. Oh, okay. Well, look, uh, look in the TV guide, all you morons. I can't right. tell everybody what time the show's on. Just now this, watch. This show, watch the episode entitled Hakeem Owens, Moesha Big, and Hakeem's New Flame. Now, Hakeem, that's the character uh, Lamont Bentley plays, and uh, he is, uh, I saw the tape today, mm-hmm. and you are uh, the sort of a hungry neighbor <laughs> of yeah. uh, Moesha, who is played by Brandy. Right. Brandy, the big uh, teenage singing sensation. Right. That brandy. Mm-hmm. You come by all the time, basically, eat and give her a hard time. Right. And uh, now Countess plays Kim, who's basically the uh, sex-crazed uh, girlfriend. Right, hungry for Hakeem. Oh, you hungry for Hakeem? Very. I'm starting to get a hankering for Hakeem. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> he smells good. <laughs> so now, have you guys ever uh, consummated the relationship? No. No, he doesn't want me. <laughs> what about offstage? No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You realize I have to ask. It's my job as the host. We're buddies. All right. So the show's going good? It's yes. Yes, it is. You, the UPN folks happy? Oh, we're keeping them happy. Well, yeah. They got bigger stuff to worry about over there. Don't worry. You guys are doing fine. That's right. Second season coming up. Great. All right. So we're going to go to the... Uh, now, we don't know what episode's airing tomorrow night, tomorrow, do we? Uh, Hakeem's New Flame. Oh, that is Hakeem's it. Hakeem's New Flame. Uh, I have a girlfriend. It's with Reagan. Preston Gomez from, mm-hmm. from Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Darius McCurry from Family Matters. And, uh, guest star on it. All right, so look out for that tomorrow night. And, uh, Countess, you are a bit of a singing sensation yourself. That's right. And, uh, w- won the, uh, Junior Star Search Championship. Uh huh. You want to, uh, what song did you do? I did What the World Needs Now. <clears throat> Is that- Love Sweet Love. Love Sweet Love. All right, you want to do it together maybe after the break? <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, we're going to get back to the phones, and you guys are going to help out the problems of America. Russell, 16, you're on Love Line with uh, Lamont and Countess. Hey, all. Hi. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, I've been dating a girl for about three or four weeks now. Uh huh. Okay, or rather, we've been going out. You know, we were actually boyfriend, girlfriend, but we've been dating, I don't know, since Easter or so. Mm hmm. Okay, and I mean. When I met her, she was 14, now she's 15, and I'm 16, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a two-year difference in high school, so I'm a junior, she's a, she's a freshman, so there's a little bit, you know, but not too much. It's not really right, right. unheard of. But basically today we broke up, okay? And the reason for that being is that a little while ago she said that she was falling for me, and I didn't feel the same way. I mean, I didn't think that, you know, it's like you're falling for me, but I just... I'm just getting started. I think, you know, I like you, but I'm not quite to that point, and I didn't want to get to the point where she's really... Hmm? I mean, why did you stop it, you know? Because I wasn't quite to the point where she was. I'm not not falling in love with her. Well, explain that rather than just totally cutting her off. Explain that to her. I mean, I just wanted to become friends with her. I mean, you know, I mentioned to her the whole way through the relationship, I want to be friends, I want to be friends. And then, you so, know... So you say she started falling for you, but you're not really falling for her. Yeah. I mean, she's falling for me, but I just want to keep it, you know, I'm I'm liking her, but I'm not liking her so much as she's been telling me she's liking me. 
I mean, I we got to the point where I mean, I talked to my um, to one of my really close friends, and he said that I mean, he's been down the same road I have. He's a couple years older than I am, and he said that right now, cut her off. You know, make sure you guys are friends. But you know, so you're you know, letting other people influence you. Well, a little bit, yeah. But, I mean, I'm letting him give me his opinion <laughs> of what I should do. You got away with words, Countess. <laughs> hey, Russell. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. Here's the big question, and here's how you figure out how to act. Are you breaking it off with her because you're feeling boxed in a little bit and you're feeling a little uh, fidgety and a little nervous, or are you breaking up with her because you don't like her? No, it's not because I don't like her. It's because she likes Yeah, but because you're not attracted to her that way. Anymore. <laughs> no, it's not anymore. It's been like three weeks. We haven't. All right, stop arguing with us. Did you have sex with her? No. Oh, you're just yeah. not ready for the kind of relationship she needs, right? Well, no, it's not that. I mean, I don't think this. All right, think this guy. Hurt her feelings, though. He wants. Yeah, to I got rid of him. Look, I had Russell, enough of him. I think Russell did the right thing. He did. He did the right thing. All right, but he was being too argumentative on the I air. Understand. He, he's, Everything he's you came up with. Russell did the right thing. He knew he didn't want the same thing out of the relationship that she did, and whether it was because it was her or because it was the time in his life, whatever it was, it was not going to work, and he got out. All That's right, but fine. but Russell, don't tease her along. So he did. He off. cut it off. He cut it off. Yeah, I know. Although he but, said they were still going to be friends, which is... Uh, yeah, they, believe me, Russell has no himself... no such thing as being friends. Yes, there is. Wait a minute. I mean, after a situation like that... Countess, oh, a, a delicate young okay, flower I'm, like yourself I'm, I'm already. Quiet right <laughs> Countess, any, any, uh, anything you want to share with us? Well, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm All right, quite happy We'll get to the bottom of this after the next commercial. Veronica, 20, you're on Loveline. Uh, yeah, um, I have a question. I talked to guys that are in prison. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I don't know, is that wrong? We, maybe I'll talk to Not her all, after the break. Is this, wrong. Uh, Drew, relax it's over long, there. This is a long one. There's nothing wrong with talking to a guy from prison. It just depends upon... Um, what he's in there for. <laughs> yeah, that too. What is but... he in there for? He says he's in there for, like... Oh, oh, so wait a minute. Right. Were, you, were you guys together before he went? No, no. no. So you just like met him she, while he was in jail? She only goes prison. after guys who are incarcerated. Yeah. Wow. Why it's, is that? Yeah, please tell what, me. I don't know. There's I told you. After the commercials, Adam. All right. Wow. Uh, we're going to put you on hold, uh, Veronica, and we'll get uh, <laughs> we'll get back with you and uh, more from uh, Lamont Bentley and Countless. Uh, countless. <laughs> Ooh, you're right. Oh, sorry, baby. <laughs> Countess Vaughn after this. Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike. TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't happen. What are you talking about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Come oh, on, now. come on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The TrueCar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed. 
savings. First, go to TrueCar.com, find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate, take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. True Car has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Let me give that phone number out real fast. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. Here with the stars from the TV series, Moesha, Lamont, Bentley, and Countess Vaughn. Hello, hello, hello. What up, what up? Yeah. Lamont is just a ball of manic energy. That's right. See, that's what you're like when you're younger. Then somehow you get older and you get broken. I don't know what happens, but they break your spirit until you just want to you sit home and wait to die. <laughs> Believe me, I crawled out of bed. I'm wearing my slippers right now. <laughs> now, uh, this show is on Tuesday. It's on uh, UPN. It's on all different times all over the country, but uh, somewhere between 7 and 8 o'clock. That would be uh, safe to say, wouldn't it? Yep. That's right. Show's doing well. Excellent. Very well. Going into the second season. That's yeah, right. 22 episodes to do. You guys are on uh, hiatus, and we're uh-huh. just talking about uh, just finished up a lovely tour of the United Mall States. tour. Right. We went to Dallas, Houston, Philadelphia, and New York. Now, how, do, how, does, the, uh, how does a mall tour actually work? <laughs> Basically, what you do is you go go to the mall and you meet and greet the people you sign autographs they win certain things like a moesha jacket or they just get to meet us and find out who we really are uh-huh that's what it's all about and you guys all travel around together that's right and you want to kill each other by the time you're <laughs> no, done no not at all in yeah, fact yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, got even closer we got even closer yeah we did get you know? closer yeah, so it was a sort of a bonding experience. It was a bonding like, experience. Like a band going out on the road. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like one thing to work together, but to like wake up. Yeah, we up, work together and then go same, home. Yeah. But it's like this to was wake like, up in the same place. Yeah. It's like different. You know right. But no hanky panky going on. Never. Nah. I think I think we would kill each other if, if that. <laughs> oh, Drew and I? Yeah. Yeah, believe me, this is enough. Two hours a night is plenty. Well, the hanky panky come in? I'm the only guy on the show. What am I having? All the women? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's no hey, there could be a hanky panky. All right, but you you have a woman, Lamont? Yes, I'm seeing someone. Yes. Oh, okay. How's that going? Excellent. Good. Now she's not just with you because you're a big TV star, is she? Oh no, we can ask. No, I'm just. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. Man. Here's my answer to that. Who cares? They're with you. That's all that matters. They're there. Fantastic. Hey, they're with you because you got money and you're on TV and you look good. So so what? They're smart. What do you want them to do? Go find some ugly alcoholic guy with no money? <laughs> Why blame a woman for going out with a guy who's got got some some uh, TV cum, as they call it? They call it cum or Q? All right, forget it, Drew. You know nothing about the television that industry. Is true. Veronica, twenty. Uh, we're getting back to you. You are the guy. Uh, you're the gal, I should say, who's uh, going to put a got file a thing for in a cake, in right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, how do you meet these guys? Well, I met him through my cousin. He was in jail, and then I met one, and then I guess he played me. How, how did he play you? He's in well, jail. He was in jail. Well, because I was giving him money and stuff, and then oh, yeah. I was believing everything he said. 
Wow. Let me tell you what they use that money for in jail, by the way. I saw this Richard Speck video the other night. I was disgusted at this thing. And this was the most bizarre thing in the world. Richard Speck, the guy came, he killed all these nurses about 20 years ago. He's long since dead, I, I imagine. He died, I don't know how long ago, a few years back. Anyway, the point is, is he has a video camera. He's got cocaine. He's got a basically a little harem of uh, gay guys who hang around him there. And he's taking uh, hormones to become a woman. What? So, so here's the interesting part. There's one point of the video where he strips down to his underwear, uh-huh. which is not pretty at all because the prison food is high in fat and salt and the body. Th- and then you're taking the hormones, so everything's gone to hell. He sort of he's standing there in just his underwear and he's shaking his chest around because he's sort of sprouted boobs now because of this hormone. Yeah. And on the news, they fuzzied it out. Uh, you know what I mean? Wow. It was a weird call because here it is, a guy with his shirt off, but they still had a bar in front of it. And my message is, if you're a guy and you take your shirt off and they put a bar in front of it, that's a bad sign. <laughs> that means things aren't going well. Uh-huh. Nope. No, they're not. Now, Veronica, when is this guy getting out? Well, this the one that I used to send money to, That was he's, he came out and then he's back in jail again. W- what is it you find attractive about these guys? Well, I don't know. The guy I'm with, I... I think I really love them. What What is it that attracts you mm. in the first place? Just them. I don't know. They're available. What? They're not a threat. You know where they are all the time. They can't hurt you, can exactly. they? Exactly. Yeah, That's what well. I was about it's to say. It's a pretty safe way to deal with things, and it's it's sort of a He'll way to... will never cheat on you. That's oh. As far as you can tell. You don't, you don't yeah. fear the, the one, fact the that one if they... that I'm with right now, we're talking about marriage. Yeah, but that's a real common thing. Veronica. Not, you don't fear any... I'm sorry. Go you, ahead. You don't fear anything about him getting out and being this crazy guy or something? Well, I'd, I wouldn't know until he gets out, right? But what what do you suggest? Well, that's, that's Lamont's point. You want to wait around and find out? <laughs> well... Veronica, listen. Uh-huh. First, a quick question, then we'll get to the real problem. Do you get conjugal visits? No. You don't? No. You don't get... But do you visit? Yeah. And you sit there and look at him... Uh, through no. the uh, plexiglass? No. What do you do? Yeah, we... Write letters. No, we no. don't write letters. She, she we, visits. We visit. We kiss and hug and I don't know. We, you get a little how place? Do you, how do you touch huh? Them? Are you guys married? We're not married. No. No. They said that they're not. We just visit and... All right. Well, all right. Well, anyway, thanks for painting that very vivid picture of visiting hours. We're all very clear on how how it goes now from a procedural standpoint. Every time I try that, it always just blows up my face. All right. Here's the deal, Veronica. Uh-huh. This is we, we. There's four people in this room. Three of them are sane, <laughs> and we all think it's a horrible idea. Uh-huh. We all we all hear this, and everyone who hears this says, and even our Loveline listeners are totally whacked. But they all listen to it and they go, something's up with this chick. This ain't right. You went out, you, you tried one guy, he's back in the pen. You, uh-huh. you were sending him money. This is totally screwed up. You understand that on some level, don't you? Yes. Okay, so what happened to you? What happened to your self-esteem? That's the question. Uh-huh. I mean, what happened that you think these are the only guys you can get or these the only guys you feel safe think- with? I don't think they're the only guys I could get. Well, answer the, get answer somebody the... out of jail, baby. I'm sorry. It never worked. I Before mean, it's one I thing started. to have a guy that you go with now, and then he does something and go to jail, and you want to, you know, send him money and pictures and write him letters. But a strange guy, just somebody in jail, you know, will hook me up with a guy that's in there with you. I mean, that's kind of 
weird, Veronica. That's 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 yeah. different. Veronica, uh-huh. we we do not have enough time in the uh, month to figure <laughs> out what is going on with this. Certainly not in the next hour and a half. But here's the deal: uh-huh. something is up. You know something's up, or you wouldn't have called and asked if something was up. Go with that instinct. Go with the something's up instinct. Not the send the money instinct. Go with the something's up instinct. All right? Talk to somebody and try to figure it out. Oh, Drew, you ever do any time? No. no. You, you beat that whole aggravated assault thing? I did. Fantastic. Boy, see, the guy who's a doctor going to afford, afford a lawyer. <laughs> He's like, uh, oh. just stop. All right, all right. I was, I was trying to think of the uh, Klaus von, von Wilhelm. Is that right? Von oh, Bueller? Von Bueller. What was Wilhelm? Is like a chancellor or something? It's like the. the I think he was the. Uh, he was some Prussian the, chancellor. No, the sergeant in Hogan's Heroes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Klaus von Schultz, Daryl, twenty-five. You're on Love Line with the cast from Moesha. Hello, hello. Yeah. What up? What up? Got a question for the doctor? Yes, sir. Um. Keeping moderation in mind, uh, what are the long-term effects of uh, periodic use of anabolic steroids? Well, can you accept that no matter what, it's not going to be good for you? Can you accept that? Exactly. What, long-term or short-term? But everybody wants to know, wants a quantitative analysis of exactly what's going to happen to them, and there is no such thing available. You can't tell for a given individual what risks, what kind of side effects, what kinds of adverse effects they're going to have when they take any medicine. And here's a medicine that was never designed to be used on healthy people. You're a healthy guy taking substantial medical risk to use a medication that has no therapeutic value, and you can really hurt yourself. You can have strokes, high blood pressure, heart attacks, accelerate your heart disease, and, and kidney Drew? disease. You can get depression. I've seen people kill themselves with severe depressions when they come off this. Drew, should we go to uh, God's freight elevator and, and see how and, it works? Okay, okay. And, and Adam is going to give you the ultimate trump here. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got a shipment of anabolic steroids. Where are those going, Lou? Straight to the penis. Down to the penis. Third floor, penis dysfunction. Hey, everything works fine for me. Everything goes right in that freight elevator, straight to the penis. Cocaine, whatever it is, booze, steroids, it's all going right to the penis. What does it do when it gets there? It shrivels it up. Well, at first it first it makes it, it kills it. First it over it makes it overactive, and then and then it makes it resistive to normal activity. The penis. And and it's real common for people who use steroids to have difficulty ever attaining a, a full erection again. Okay, but I'm talking about periodic. I'm talking about any use, and I don't know how much for a given individual that's going to happen. There's a lot of crossover. Uh, you know, the people that abuse steroids commonly have stimulant histories, too, or alcohol histories. So it bothers me when people are... Do you doing... agree that there's abuse and use? There, no, there, it's only abuse, Daryl. If there were use, it would have to have a therapeutic value. You don't have a medical illness for which the potential risk of taking these medications warrants the use. Do you understand that? Yeah. It's the only time you should ever use a medication. When there's, when there's a risk of not using it, you're sick... And the risk of not using is greater than any potential risk of the use. Daryl. You're healthy. There's only risk. Darryl, there's no health benefit. Can't you get big enough without them? Absolutely not. What are you trying to achieve? Uh, it's strictly cosmetics, but uh, I don't want to be Superman. I Actually, I look like a little bit bigger than a normal, like, normal person that works out. All right. Let me explain to you. Let me tell you what this is for, by the way, Daryl. This is not for women. This is so men will be scared of you, not so women will adore you. Because I've talked to many, many, many a woman in my day. And believe me, I found out exactly what women don't want. 
I still haven't really been able to pinpoint what they do want, but they always seem to tell me what they don't want. I seem to. They, they have don't want to... the ripple under the car seat in the pickup truck. <laughs> All right, Drew's, uh, Drew's talking about a story that Bobcat said. All right, I had a date, and I put some booze under the truck seat and tried to get lucky. It didn't work out. The point is this. They don't want some big, goofy-looking, hairless exactly. guy who's, who's prancing around go. in a but, pair but, of women's underwear, so-called Speedos, on the beach. Am I right, Countess? That's right. I've you already wanna... got a girl. I'm not looking for a girl. I've already got one of them. So why, why are you taking the steroids? Are you playing ball or something? Uh, no, it's strictly cosmetics. What's co- what, is, what do you mean? You just, I mean, it's pumping me to up. To make yourself look yeah. good to Yeah, your but you, yeah. you're trying to pump up your own brain, Daryl, and that ain't going to happen. <laughs> you got a girlfriend. She likes you the way you are. Take it easy. Besides, you're going to deflate one day and look extra crappy. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not using it for long periods of time. I'm Daryl, Daryl. You're, you're in denial. It doesn't matter Darryl. if, if yeah. you're using it now. It's yeah. gonna the more you use, tone. yeah, the more you use, the greater potential risk. But any use carries risk. That's right. Countess, you like a Women like guys built like swimmers and, and gymnasts exactly. and that kind of thing. They don't like these big behemoth jukebox type yeah, guys. That's right. You like a guy about 6'2", maybe about 190, right. little hair on the ass. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I was trying to slip that one in. Until then, no, things were going well. We'll be back. Blinds galore, baby. Mm-mm-mm. They got a little friends and family sale. Biggest sale of the year. Everything is up to 50% off. You got to order, baby. You get some free samples and uh, you shop, man. That's how it works. Uh, all goes down Tuesday, March 11th. Let's uh, not stress out at the store. We All the blinds we have at our shop and around here, we get from blinds galore. Good guys, Brian. New blinds like one of those little things to make your house look 25% better. When it is, people notice them. Well, it if you you're talking about a freedom door, French door, <laughs> sliding door, or big window, or what have you, you're talking about a huge chunk of your wall being taken up by this. Let's do it right. By the way, they got a guarantee. If you're not satisfied with what you order for any reason, they'll get you something you like. So, no risk involved. Blinds galore really does have blinds galore. Go to blindsgalore.com. Let them know I sent you. That's blindsgalore.com, and let them know the ace man sent you. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191. Tomorrow night, we have uh, Chris Hardwick, I believe, from the uh, fabulous MTV Singled Out program, and a friend of mine. Oh, Chris? Yes. I've so, known Chris for a long uh, time. You have? Yeah. Where do you know so, him I'm from? I'm from K-Rock. Oh, the radio's He's been around there for a couple of weeks. What are you talking about? You never years. go over there anyway. It's true. All right, then. True. I'm trying to cuddle up to the stars. Yeah. 
right. Yeah. That's, oh. Adam, that's Adam's high horse. No, it's Drew's high horse. No, it's Adam. No, Chris Hardwick's my pal. You know what? He my, doesn't even like my, you. My three-year-old children sound more mature than you and I. He told me he he, he, he spat upon you in the memory of uh, whatever you forgot. All right, anyway, let's not argue. Let me give the facts number. 310-854-4455. This is Loveline. That was Dr. Drew's got the board-certified thing and all that kind of stuff. We are here with Lamont Bentley and Countess Vaughn. Hakeem and Kim are the names of the characters they play on Moesha. On UPN, that's Tuesday, right. Eight o'clock tomorrow. All right. Now I have to. I have to ask. Uh, when I walked in tonight, by the way, uh, Lamont was on the phone, and then uh, he uh, made a phone call during the first break, the second break, and I think now the third break he made a phone call. Different phones each time too. Yeah, he's on. He he's, he's spreading his his uh, germs all over the studio. But the point is this. Who are you calling call, every five minutes? I call my homie Lil Mo, and I call my my girl. All right, but you knew you were going to be on the show tonight, right? Yeah. You got a phone at home? Yeah. All right, use it. <laughs> For Christ's sake, he comes in here. He's on every I phone in the sure studio. you hear me. I'm like, hey, y'all hearing me account? Y'all hearing us? Y'all hearing us? They're like, yeah, man, stop calling. <laughs> I think he has a gambling addiction, and he's, he's calling this bookie is what he's doing. All right, all right. So well, let's get back to the phones. You guys are doing a great job, by the way, helping out. Thank you. You know, we get these bands in here. They sit around, they get loaded, and they can't form an answer. But not you guys. Great. <laughs> oh, I kiss everyone's ass. Amanda, 15, <laughs> you are on the love line. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Now, Amanda, we actually talked to you last night. Uh, oh. why, don't you, why don't you fill us in again? What happened? Um, yesterday, we talked about my parents because my mom... We, I live with my mom, and she recently left my dad because he was cheating on her with, I think it was like, it was like a temp from his his work. And and her cousin lives at your apartment building or something. No, um, my apartment manager is my dad's um, girlfriend mistress. Is her cousin. So. Yeah, Drew just said that. I cannot stand these listeners anymore, Drew. Oh, excuse me. All right, hold on, Amanda. <laughs> just relax for one second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the recount because we're going to be well. It's going to start getting light by the time we finish this up. That is exactly it. Amanda's uh, husband, or sorry, Amanda's dad is fooling around. The cousin of the girl she's, he's fooling around with manages her apartment. She lives in that apartment, Amanda does, with her mom. And this girl comes around and makes Amanda very uncomfortable. And they and his mistress and her dad have a child, if uh-huh. I remember right. Right. And it was really causing you a lot of distress yesterday, right? Yeah, too much. How are you doing today? Not well. Really? You, you, you were just terribly depressed yesterday. Still am. Oh, yeah. yeah. You were crying, right? Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you get any, any support from your friends? Were you able to talk to your mom? No, I didn't really talk to her. Were you able to talk to your dad? No. How, how does your mom take it? Because she's really the one, I mean, not that you don't have the right to be upset, yeah, but, but she's mom, got feelings too. mom yeah. certainly has her, oh, don't give me that look, Countess, give me that look like I don't care. I care very much. Yeah. Okay. I care about the ratings. Amanda, <laughs> seriously, does your, does your, how does your mom deal with this whole mess? My mom looks to God as she puts it. Remember, Amanda, I recommended Amanda that she'd seek some professional help, and her mom wouldn't let her talk to anybody that wasn't a Christian. Oh. Mm. Yeah. But how about clergy? How about somebody in the church that you could talk to? Right. How about that? Yeah. I don't, no? I don't I mean, really how bad like is it. it? I mean, okay, your father, he has a new 
baby. New family. A new family, right? He has too many kids already. I don't know why he went and did that. Well, that, I mean, that's something you're never going to know why. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean... You're never gonna understand, yeah, his, never gonna understand his actions. And, and I don't think basically he, what you're gonna have to do, you're gonna have to deal with it. Right. Right. You know? I, and and I, part, to... I don't think he, no one owes anybody an explanation as to how many kids they got. Uh, they owe your explanation as to why, you know, he left you guys, you and your mom. But you know, well, the people screw up all the time, and parents certainly aren't above screwing up. And if you put them under a microscope and you focus on it, you, it'll ruin your life too. Exactly. And there comes a point when even if you love them, you have to realize they're human, they've made mistakes, and you can't let them be an anchor strapped to your ass for the rest of your life. You have to move on. I mean, even though it hurts, oh, don't give me that puss, Drew. You know I'm right. Yeah, but my it, it, parents were screw-ups, too. And there <laughs> came to a point when I just realized, look, they're human, and they're screwing up. Now, either I can waller in it, or I can move on. And And I know it's not as easy as that. It's not all black and white, but you do eventually have to move on and you have to try to cope with it and you have to understand things are the way they are you probably can't change them now do your best to work around it and, and how, what do you suggest she do how does she build herself and self-esteem uh, i think she's gotta uh snuff the mistress and move out to cuba <laughs> but i mean the fact is if, if you if you relinquish a parent uh you know if you really just sort of dismiss them as as, as your as your parent you have to get those sort of role modeling and nurturing needs met somewhere. I don't want to be here. Try to get night. Try right. to get in and know your your new brothers and sisters or something like that. You, Try to get to you got to get people. it where you can get it. In other words, meaning if the if the family ain't providing it, then you turn to your friends. If the friends aren't providing it, then maybe you turn to church or yeah, you you turn to I, some. For me, it was sports. I yeah. loved football. Right. To me, my family was my football right, team, and right. and I hung out with them. Happiness on everybody else. You have to find happiness within yourself. Yeah, but as humans, that's a that's a that's the appropriate final common pathway. People forget, and people or people don't ever learn that humans are strange animals. That you can read all the self-help books, you can pray, you can have all kinds of phenomena within your own mind, but people don't get better without another person. People need nurturing and relationships from other people in order to grow, in order to get healing, in order to be better. And to the extent that you can go out and find that. You can help yourself, and then you can really focus on making yourself happy and whatnot. But you've got to clue into what your needs are and make sure they get met. Amanda had some pretty serious, to me, psychiatric-sounding symptoms. I would hope she gets some professional help. If, if not, go to the clergy. The clergy are not going to keep you solely within the bounds of a church if they believe you have a psychiatric problem. They will get you to some appropriate help. Um, a little long-winded, but well said, Drew. We Thank appreciate you. that. Teresa. You tell me to shut up. <laughs> 18. No, you're doing good. It was just, you know, I would edit, I would Hi, edit Teresa, a little. What's what up, going Teresa? On? Hi. How you doing? What's the problem? Oh, I'm good. Just kind of worried and upset. What's the problem? Okay. Um, I have my mother. I found out that she's a lesbian. Um, my parents have been having problems for quite a few months now. Lamont uh -huh. has never heard the word lesbian before. He's now on the floor in a, in a puddle of his own uh, spit and urine. Why? Lamont, please, take your seat. Lamont has never been outdoors. Go ahead. Okay, how do you All feel right. about this? Well, how do you know that? Well, it's like, how do I know? Yeah. yeah I found out through her lover, which is um, kind of like, I've known her since I was a little girl. She's my godmother. Oh. It's like my mom's best friend from high school. Well, what did she tell you? Um, well, it's kind of like my mom's been going out for a while, and I noticed that, you know, she's been, I guess, 
I thought she'd been dating someone or something. And finally, um, my godmother kind of, like, she had to, like, totally kind of, kind of like, fess up. Because, I mean, we're really close. You know, she's like my second mom. And I've known, she's a, I've known my godmother was a lesbian for a while since I was little. What exactly did your godmother tell you? Um, well, she was kind of drunk one night. And she started telling me that, you know, that she's found someone that's really made her happy. And it's someone that she's known for a while. And I, I mean, I wanted to know more about this because I wanted, you know, to find out who it was and mm. kind of meet her and stuff. And she's been, like, she's, I guess it's been, like, building up inside of her that she's been wanting to tell me. And my mom doesn't know I know yet. So, so are you against this? You, are you saying that well, you're I'm, against I'm this? Well, I'm mad. I don't even want to see my godmother anymore. What, is, has, what do you feel? What do you think? What, 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 why are you mad? What does this make you feel? I mean, because my mom's like totally cheating on my dad. Ah, uh, she's married. She's mom still married. They're still married. Oh, they're, he's they're still in the house. I thought, yeah. So I mean, it's not a time. fact of you know your mother being with a woman. It's a fact of your. Oh mother no, cheating. I mean that's that's. I don't have nothing against my mom being a lesbian, but I mean this thought of. I mean she's still married she, to my yeah. dad. Do you do you look at this just out of curiosity? It's just as bad as her cheating with, uh, with your a, a cousin or, or a, yeah, like a yeah, man. Not, I mean, I feel the same way if she was cheating with the man. A man and a family member. Right. Right. Well, and sort of. Uh, they dubbed this person yeah, a family she, she, member. She, no she blood. Has, I understand, but she feels the, the right. Closeness. Understandable. Maybe I mean, I don't care if she if she was messing up with the man. You know, if she wasn't. I mean, I'd be really furious too. D- does your but dad? It, does your dad know? No, my dad doesn't know. Are you sure he doesn't yeah, know? That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. I, haven't, I don't even want to ask him. Well, I, mean, I don't. I don't know how he's going to take this. I mean, it's one thing for her to mess up on a man, but then for her to mess up on a woman. Teresa, you know, he, you know, might, he might. He might know, Teresa. Huh? He, he might know. He may be in there for all yeah. you know. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. put it past yeah. the man. Yeah. Believe oh, me. Wow. Oh, I know how the male brain works. I. <laughs> I, I read Lamont's mind. Lamont, we had a mind meld here like a couple of Vulcans. No. I we had a whole that. big threesome worked up in our mind. And then Lamont snuck in somewhere. <laughs> I think through the window. Yeah, oh. Teresa, this is tough. And what? You, all right, so let's let's very quickly figure out what the hell she should do, because this is a tough one. I got a suggestion. Yeah. Go ahead. I, don't I, should, I don't know if I should confront my mom with it first. Ultimately, you're going to have to. Yeah. Exactly. Ultimately, you need to talk to your mom. Because like, you're never going to get rid of this anger. Right. right. Go to mom and give mom a chance to come clean before you go to dad. Dad, right. That was my advice. Don't go to your dad at all until you talk to your mom. Exactly. No, because dad can, he can snap. Right. Or the lady. Don't talk to your godmother. Talk straight to your mom. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to speak to my godmother. All right, Teresa, confront your mom. Get it off your chest. All right, and cool. And it, it'll work out. You'll feel better once you get it off. All right. All right? Thank you. All right. All right, now, we got to go to commercial. I mean, can you guys hang? Yeah. This is, uh... Countess? Huh? Countess is giving us a big brush off. I have school in the morning. Well, I have... uh, I don't have anything. I got the love (laughs) boat at 11, but... (laughs) All right, you all right. We'll let you go if if you have schooling. I have school. (sighs) Hey, I'm graduating. All right, all right. She is. Give that up for her. Congratulations. Thank you. There, that's more like it. All right. Well, uh, Countess Vaughn and Lamont Bentley, we thank you both for coming in, both from Moesha. Oh, we're keeping Lamont. Oh, okay. I got to go to school. That's right. (laughs) You got your GED a couple of months ago, and you're looking good. All right. So we'll keep keep Lamont around. Hell, Lamont's going to take over the show in a couple of weeks. We're grooming him. And we'll be back after this.
Blinds galore, baby. Mm, mm, mm. They got a little friends and family sale. Biggest sale of the year. Everything is up to 50% off. You got to order, baby. You get some free samples and uh, you shop, man. That's how it works. Uh, all goes down Tuesday, March 11th. Let's uh, not stress out at the store. We All the blinds we have at our shop and around here, we get from blinds galore. Good guys, Brian. New blinds are like one of those little things to make your house look 25% better. When it like is. People notice them. Well, it, if you, you're talking about a freedom door, French door, <laughs> sliding door, or big window, or what have you, you're taking a huge chunk of your wall being taken up by this. Let's do it right. By the way, they got a guarantee. If you're not satisfied with what you order for any reason, they'll get you something you like. So, no risk involved. Blinds galore. Really? does have blinds galore go to blindsgalore.com let them know i sent you that's blindsgalore.com and let them know the ace man sent you all righty then Countess Vaughn is uh, on her way home, getting ready to uh, sleep and um, probably bone up for a test. But we have Lamont Bentley whenever he hauls his ass back into the studio. Guess where he is? I'm. Uh, let, me, let me guess. Hold on. Step out. You, you can see him right there. I, on one the- does not need a turban to know that Lamont Bentley is on the phone. Yeah. I have no idea what Lamont Bentley would do before this technology was in place. Say, you know, I don't know, 100 years ago? I could only imagine what that kid would be up to. But uh, he will be in here momentarily. He's there a, he is. Hey, he slid back into Loveline Studio. Oh, look at him. He's been on the show for 45 minutes. He's got an attitude as big as the all outdoors. He's got a, he's got a payday and a Sprite, and he's looking good. Y'all tell me to make myself at home? Yeah, but saying say make yourself at home doesn't mean steal my furniture and have sex with my wife. It means relax. Well, I did it. Okay. You guys are nice to me. All right. Oh, what'd you get? A payday? Yeah, and a Sprite. Oh, oh. yeah. That's why you need some sugar. Yeah. That's what you need. I need more. You need something to wake up. Yeah. How about a nice uh, cappuccino while you're at it? <laughs> oh, and I have my phone call, too. Fantastic. Who'd you call this time, Lamont? Little Mo again. <laughs> now, Little Mo's your uh, girlfriend? No, he's part of my group. Oh, he's a boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's part of my group. Okay. All right. We'll uh, we'll step out for ten seconds, and when we come back, uh, more Love Line. This is Love Line on Radio Station. All righty then. Don't don't talk while I'm talking now. You know we're on the air? I didn't know. <laughs> I'm coming down extra hard on Lamont because I'm trying to keep him in line. He's getting out of control. I, I see a pattern. See, now I've learned enough from Drew to understand that, that uh, when the young people start getting out of control, it's, it's important to show them a firm hand so they know it's tough love. That's the policy we have here on Love Line. And uh, Lamont is, uh, plays a character of Hakeem. From uh, Moesha, Moesha, which stars uh, the singing sensation Brandy, Brandy? who sold like uh, three million records. Maybe four now. (sighs) What a life. And what is she, like 17, 18? 17 years old. Exactly. What do you do from there? I don't know, man. I wish I was 17 with a platinum. Yeah, but look at you. What are you now, 21? Honest to God, 
I'm 22 years old. 22 years old. Yes, I am. You got a hit TV series. And I play 16 on there. Comes on tomorrow, Tuesdays, UPN. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, and a big double uh, episode yeah. oh, tomorrow, yeah. am I right? That's right. And both episodes are, one episode is entitled at 8 o'clock, entitled Hakeem's New Flame. Absolutely. And um, the other one at 9.30 is entitled Hakeem Owes Moesha Big. That's <laughs> right. And now that one has uh, Bo, Bo, da- ja- Bo, Bo Jackson. Jackson I almost that. said Bo Derrick in it, which probably would have been a little better if I was watching. But <laughs> Bo Jackson's in there. Right. He plays my boss. Now the episode's about Hakeem gets a job. And uh, he works at a shoe store. <laughs> a whole episode about Hakeem getting a part-time job. Yeah. Now, is... Uh, oh, he works at a shoe store. Yeah, he's my boss. He uh, plays Mr. Porter. Now, is he... Uh, you? So you got a chance to hang out with him and do some yeah. acting with him? Yeah. How is he? Bo Jackson is wonderful, man. He's like this really big role model guy that you really look up to, like the hero kind of thing. Yeah, he always did sort of keep I, his place. Yeah, I mean, he, he never fell off. He fell off the ladder, exactly. Right. He did something stupid. A lot of these right. guys are role oh, models. Man. They got big mouths. Everything's going great, exactly. like a certain wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys, and then boom, <laughs> they fall right off it. But uh, Bo was always good, real oh, yeah. soft-spoken guy. Very nice. How's Gives it, me good advice. How is he walk with a limp? How's his hip doing? No, he's he's fine. Actually, he looks real good. And you know when I like I wear like sweatpants, baggy. Mm-hmm. They b- b- pull your pants up, boy. Oh really? <laughs> That's what he used to say to me. I'll tell you, he'd go for none of this uh, constant phone calling nonsense around yeah. Bo's house. Let me tell you, he'd come down on you like a sledgehammer. <laughs> All right, it's back to the phones we go. Dennis, 17, you're on Love Line with Lamont Bentley from Moesha. What up, Dennis? Hey, what's up? What's up, homie? Not too much, man. Right. What's well, I just, uh, just got out of jail about a month ago, mm-hmm. and now it seems that I'm kind of sleeping with my best friend's wife. Oh, well, he, well number one, let me stop you right there. He's not your best friend. Not anymore. He's not your best friend. And you're going to land him in jail after he kills you. Because <laughs> I, I had a so-called best friend, and he took my money. Good. So... You know what, what happened saying? there? Well, I don't want to go into it. I'm just saying that people that you think are your best friends and you, you, you're doing something bad to them or they've done something to you bad, they're, they're not your best friend. So take that title away right away. He's not your best friend. Because you, if you were your best friend, then... No, Dennis, he's not, Dennis he's... isn't his best friend. Right, exactly. <laughs> you've been stripped of your ranking as best friend. You've, you've moved down to a lecherous uh, pain in the ass. So, so tell us about this. What happened? I mean, I haven't told him. Well, when when did you start sleeping with him or her? When you got no, it, just, it just happened today. What were you in jail for? A residential burglary and assault and battery, disorderly conduct with a firearm. So you just decided when you got out. Uh, has she been writing you while you were in jail? Nah, we just been good friends for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, you guys just yeah. I went upstairs to get her because she was going to give me a ride home. Uh-huh. She was laying on her bed. Uh-huh. I started messing with her. And she kissed me. And where uh, where's the husband during this whole thing and your ex best friend? He was he was downstairs watching TV. Oh, you got balls the size of Nevada, Dennis. Second. You're Hold not up. telling Hold me up. you're on top of this guy's <laughs> wife while he's sitting in front of the TV watching Married with Children with his feet up on the table, are you? He was downstairs. I was upstairs. You got to be. You're pulling my chain now. Come no, on, man. You really? got on top of his. You first off, you must be the fastest lay in the West. No, actually, it was, a, it, was a, it was about forty-five minutes. He he watches TV nonstop. Well, I watch a lot of TV too, but I would know my spidey sense would tingle yeah, if I some mean, guy he, was on top of my wife upstairs. What were you thinking? Were you were you thinking like, man, what if he comes up here? Or oh, I was just thinking about damn, better nut. <laughs> oh, all right, oh, Dennis. Okay. Let let me tell you something about uh, thought clarity for just one second. <laughs> Now, you're a young guy, right? You're 17. Yeah, she's 34. All right, she's 34. But let's forget about her for a second. Let's concentrate on you. 
You got busted once once already. You're fresh out of the pokey. And you're not what I perceive to be a real clear thinker. Because first thing you did is you had sex with your ex-best friend's wife. And second, you did it while he was in the house. Third, I'm guessing from his wife, from you, and from him, that this guy's probably the kind of guy who keeps a seal club under the sofa or something and could have went upside your head with it, and you would have never known the difference. Now he does, he does, keep, a, he does keep a gun downstairs, though. All right. So, so Dennis, listen. This evil Knievel approach to life is going to either get you dead or in, back in jail. Am I right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And another thing, man, you have to start using your, your, your big head to think. I mean, I mean think about it. You laughing, but... I mean, this guy is, you know what I'm saying? What if he finds out and he comes after you in a violent way? You see what I'm saying? Then you're, gonna, you're not going to think about that hot time that you were trying to think about. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're talking about. All right, Dennis, here's the deal. Because we don't have all night, don't tell him. Don't get near her again. Don't do something stupid like showing up for a picnic and start laughing when you see her or anything like that after a couple of beers. Don't do nothing. Pretend it never happened. If you ever talk to her, mum is the word, and you tell her he's going to kill me, then he's going to kill you if he finds out. So don't ever say a word. And, Dennis, you're out now. Fly straight, would you? Thanks a lot. Get yourself a job and get it together. Stop screwing everybody. <laughs> Disaster. My God. Some, I, I just kind of figured out that some people just, they're not clear thinkers, or they just don't care. Prison is no consequence. A friend shooting you in the back while you're naked is no consequence. Wow. Oh, man. Jim. Jim. 17. You're on Love Line with Lamont Bentley. What's up, Jim? What's up? How you doing? All right. Talk hey, to me. Adrian, you had a great show yesterday, man. Great presentation. Oh, thank you. All right. And both of you, great show. I was there yesterday. Ah, we're much taller and more handsome in real life, aren't we? Yeah. I was a tall guy that you used my camera item. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, the one that took 45 minutes to rewind? Yeah. Okay, fantastic, Jim. All right, um... See, I had this question because, um, you know, like, my friends, they, like, smoke weed and, like, drink and everything. And, like, my dad was, like, an alcoholic. And, like, he was, a, like, I don't know if addicted, but he smoked a lot of weed. So I'm thinking, like, um, if I drank or, like, um, like smoked weed or something, would I get addicted right away? Or what? Well, here's, here's a couple of pieces of advice maybe you can, you can use. Uh, one is that alcoholism is hereditary. And there's about a 50% probability that you would inherit the predisposition for that disease. And I've only seen marijuana addiction in alcoholics. If you don't have the biological predisposition for alcoholism, you tend not to become a marijuana addict. Okay. And it's easy to tell if you're going to be a marijuana addict because most people, the vast majority of people that become marijuana addicts, have a tremendous positive experience when they get high the first time. Yeah. It takes, takes a few exposures to marijuana to actually get high. You have to use it two or three times. And the third time, usually people will think, this is the, this is the best. I love this stuff. Yeah. Watch <laughs> out. Because from that day forward, you will preoccupy about that drug. Right. And that does mean that you have the predisposition for alcoholism as well. Now, now Jim, why are you asking this? You, you want to start getting high and drinking? No, you know, like, maybe like, I might go to a party or something. You know, all of a sudden get crazy. It's 50-50. Yeah. 50-50 probably. I had another question. Like, um, if my dad was bald, like... He's like in his 30s. He got bald. Would I get bald right away? Not necessarily. Maybe his hair fell out from smoking too much weed. <laughs> Maybe. All right, Jim. They say it's on the mother's side of the family, but every guy the, the, I know the, the who's bald, his dad's got the same hairline and is bald, too. Yeah. Every guy I know, it's the dad. Right. They want to know how they're going to look. Look at dad. Right. Now, uh, Lamont shaves his head, so no telling what his dad looks <laughs> well, my like. My dad got a whole head. All right, let me head. feel. Let me feel. 
Oh, hey. <laughs> you want to come? All right, I'm going to rub that later, but it feels good. Give it a rub. Give the lucky head a rub, Drew. Yeah, oh, look, he's really doing it. Yeah, it rub too. the head. Yeah. Drew, I'll let you rub my ass later. It's a little less stubbly. Not as lucky. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, but you're lucky uh, when you move oh, your hand before I pass man. wind. Julia, 15, you're on Love Line with Lamont Bentley. What up? Hi. How you doing? Fine. Good. Um, I was wondering, I'm 15, as you know now, um, and I've given five guys head in the last four months. Mm. And you, wait, 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 slow down. You're 15, and you've given five guys head in the last what? Yeah. Four, four months. Four months? Four months, but I didn't use protection or nothing else, and it's been since I've been started doing drugs. Right. And I need help, you know, I need to understand, you know, what's the consequences, you know, what can you get from it, and, you know. And any right. sexually transmitted disease that you can get through genital intercourse, you can get through giving oral sex. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Hepatitis, AIDS, herpes, you name it, you can get it that way. Yeah, but it's uh, certain certain ones aren't as transmissible, they are they? They aren't as common that way, but you know they're they're fairly transmissible. I mean, her warts are not as transmissible. Is it transmittable or transmissible? Either. <laughs> oh, they're both right? Yeah. All right. Um, like, what kind of herpes can you get? I mean, what kind is it? I mean, is it like... Uh, uh, it, listen, there's only one kind of herpes, I'm really. I'm putting her on hold all, because all, the phone line's yeah. whacked out, but go ahead. I mean, the, the, the herpes is herpes, and whether it's a type 1 or type 2, it basically causes the same illness. Type 2 just causes a little bit more of an intense eruption, we believe. And they both can occur in the mouth. They both can occur in the genital area. So it really is a non-issue which type you get, which location. The real problem here is that you're getting serious problems with your drug use, and that you're having developing serious consequences as a result of drug use. And there's something happening that, uh, or something happened to your self-esteem, or we don't know. I don't know if we can find out from her. Right well, now. she's 15. Something happened that led to her pursuing this kind of activity. And she's getting involved in drugs, which just confounds everything and catalyzes the whole situation. Maybe she's not living at home. Maybe she's a runaway. We don't know. Well, I did a little math, and by the time Julia is uh, 18 years of age, she will have uh, done uh, 45 guys <laughs> orally because it's 15 guys uh, a year oh, is the pace that God. she's on. Nice. Yeah, that's so if she continues, you know, on the, on the That's if she plan. continues. All right, so Julia, you know the answer. You know, just everybody. Everyone knows the answer. The answer is Stop don't it. act on everything. You get an impulse, don't act on it. Yeah. Not all the time. It's okay once in a while. I mean, I go home every night of the week. I want, I want to eat an entire pumpkin pie. Every night I come home, I want a pumpkin pie. What is that? Twice. I love pumpkin pie. I'm, I'm really lobbying very hard to get pie to replace cake. It's the national uh, uh, confection. But here's my point. Once every two weeks, I eat a pumpkin pie. A whole so pie? Once, I eat the whole goddamn pie. She you should go down out and, and eat a whole pumpkin pie every two weeks? Once every two weeks. Well, she once in a head. while, yes. But what I'm saying I'm saying is this. You can't do something all the and time every time you want to do it. Don't do that. Don't right. go well, out she, all the time. You, and, Julie, you may need help. If you can't, stop doing what you're doing. And if the drugs are really building momentum, Pray. please get some help. Yeah. Chuck, 26, you're on Loveline. Hi. Uh, I was calling, you know, because you got this girl on earlier was talking about you know writing into these guys in prison yeah right and these guys in prison i've watched this because i work at a prison in the state of california which what one, do you do which one you work at i work in delano okay okay these guys well you got write. friends there lamont what do you care actually, what actually one? actually i might is that who you were no, calling no, joke. okay <laughs> so check i'm joking these guys will write to like five or six girls and, and tell them that they're writing them exclusively 
All the while, they're handing these girls' names and numbers to other inmates, and they're trading them for, for things like soups and tobacco. And they're writing all these girls, telling them that they're writing them exclusively. And, oh, you got to send me money so I can buy stamps to, to write you back. Okay, so what's the point? They're, they're, they're using these girls tremendously. And, oh, and, so I get it. So it hurts you that they're using the girls. Yeah, they're, they're taking advantage of these girls in the streets. You know, and, and like this girl that called in earlier, she doesn't see what's wrong with these guys well, in prison. And they're scumbags. Well, Chuck, Chuck, tell us what you do there again. Okay, I'm, I'm an officer. Oh, okay. okay. So you're the guy who smuggles in the drugs and video oh, cameras. I'm the guys that bust these guys. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Listen, well, now Chuck, writing. Chuck doesn't have a problem. Chuck is just telling us what yeah. goes on there. He's got an inside line on this Sounds kind of to me thing. Like he's mad about this or something. Like he wants to save well, all the women for right. Well, he's mad. I don't, I'd like to save a few. <laughs> it's an injustice. He's mad at injustice. And, and what's what's really bad is they'll tell these these girls, "Oh no, I don't mess around." The guys that are in prison that are straight are only receiving oral sex. That's straight. The guys that are that are actively homosexual are doing everything else, and they're spreading disease around. Right. They get out, and, and then they the go. That's the life of penitentiary. Listen, the clap and HIV. That's right. the penitentiary life. That's just like saying, okay, a cigarette in the pen is ten dollars, but on the streets five. So you're going to tell every guy, hey, look, don't buy those cigarettes because you know out there you can get them for cheaper. I mean, it, that's just how it is in there. I mean, Lamont, they're selling numbers for soup. Lamont, you done any time? You seem to know all no, about just, this stuff. I'm, no, what I'm saying, I'm saying that it seems like he's mad at what's going on in jail. Yeah, well, Chuck, I'm sure he's one of the good guys, as it yeah, were, and he doesn't yeah. like to see all this stuff going on. And let me just explain what goes on. There's a lot of women out there that are living on a fantasy. Yeah. Hell, a lot of guys, too, but a lot of women have a lot of expectations of what they want in a guy. They want a guy who can write them a lovely letter, tell them how much they love them, right. and it's, they build this whole fantasy life. It is a fantasy life. And, of course, the guy's the greatest guy in the world because he's sitting in his prison cell, probably got his uh, pen in one hand and penis in the other. If he could write with his penis, a man would write with his penis. If he had a ballpoint penis, he would use that. But he writes with the pen, and he's saying, yes, baby, you are the only one, and when I come out, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to take care of both of us. I'm going to fly straight and we're going to start a family and everything's going to be beautiful and the woman who's been jacked around so many times and broken mm -hmm. basically like a little porcelain doll that has been broken and glued back together one too many times is just living on pure hope with that's this that's her problem because number one I, now I wouldn't advise any woman to write anybody in a pen unless unless now hear me well unless you guys were together before it took place all that Writing and trying to find a guy in jail, that's ludicrous. That's Even insane. then, it's a little uh, questionable. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Even then, because I, I, yeah. Absolutely. Josh, 16, you're on Loveline with Dr. Drew and Lamont. Yeah, I've been going out with this girl for a while, and uh, I'm a virgin, and I asked her to be my first. And, uh, like, every time, and she said, sure, you know. And every time I get around her and we're about to do it, I get all nervous, though. And I just want to know how I can stay cool. What is the uh, nervous? Uh, is it sending the uh, the nerves uh, down the freight elevator? Nah, it's not. It's what's like, it do? What's the, what happens to the penis? Do you erect? It's nothing like that, dude. I just start sweating. He just doesn't want to do hey. it all of a sudden. You don't want to do it. No. But is everything yeah. working fine? Yeah, I've never done it. See, that's why I get. Hey, what's your name again? Josh. Josh. Ain't nothing wrong. Just don't do it. Do what you want to do. There honey. you go. Do just what See, you want to do. I like Lamont. If you don't feel like doing it. Don't do it. Ain't no rush. Hey, nah, believe see, I me. I want to, but I just get nervous because I've never done it. That, that's cool. But you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. That's why. Because believe me, if you want to, 
you would you, you would, it'll you would happen. happen. Yeah, <laughs> believe me, you just got out of prison like a lot of these guys we're talking about. You you would make it happen. It's not right. It's a little early for you. And and you know what? Here's the problem. Everybody goes off of what other people do in this society, and that is a problem. Women, young girls, they sit and they watch the TV. They see Claudia Schiffer in her little skinny body with the big boobs going down the rampway. And they go, hey, that's what I want to look like. Unfortunately, they're 5'1", 5'2", and they're a little bit hippie. But they look at that. Or a guy sees an inner city kid, sees a guy go by in a big Rolls Royce or something. He says, i got to get me one of them. Or Josh says, hey, all my buddies got themselves a piece when they were 15. Now I'm 16. Forget about what other people are doing. Do what you do. And plus, when you do it, make sure you have your your little friends there, your condoms. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Right. It's nothing, nothing, you know, Josh's time may be 18, maybe 22. Just because the neighbor kid got some when he was 13 doesn't change your natural agenda. That's right. Boy, I'm like Socrates tonight. Do you notice that? Between you and Lamont, boy, you've got, you've Lamont, got Socrates we don't need there. the Drew over No, I'm here. quiet. Don't no, worry. I'm not saying Drew's anything. Chilling. That's we what I'm saying. Drew. No, Drew's no. The what, doctor. Let me tell you, we cut him I'm loose. Just, you get a salary. Just, oh, yeah. Okay. No. That's more like it. I knew he speaks that language. Zeta? Yeah? Hey, you're 14. You're on Loveline. Hi, what's up? How you doing? Hey. Okay. I was wondering, um, most of the women in my family has miscarriage, the ones who had babies. The, usually their first time or their second time having babies. And I was wondering, do I have a chance to miscarry like that? Zita, most pregnancies, the majority of pregnancies end in miscarriage. So yeah. it would be normal for family members to have experienced that. Yeah, but Drew, clarify that. Because if she's saying that, that means it's more so probably than your average family. And, and th- let me finish. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the, the, have there been any other problems with the, the, the pregnancies that have... Uh, well, I say it, but half the people in our family are, like, alcoholics and stuff. Were they using when they uh, uh, were pregnant? Um, some of them were. Most of yeah. them were not. I mean, if you're using when you're, when you're pregnant, you're, you're likely to have a miscarriage. Uh-huh. If dad is using hallucinogens, there might be some increased risk of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- th- that throws a whole different light on it. I mean, the behaviors can definitely increase the risk of miscarriage. Also, there, if there's some sort of a genetic problem... Uh, between either of the pair, that can increase the risk of miscarriage. And I wouldn't think you would necessarily inherit that, judging by what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think it would just be probably average, provided you're not using drugs or involved with somebody who is. All right, but it's spread out like throughout my whole family with the women. Remember, mis- most pregnancies end in miscarriage. Very common. All right, so Drew, the answer is take care of yourself and right. do everything you can do. The stuff right. you can't change, you can't affect the little cells, right. the little I mean, DNA, the little uh, genes that are swimming around your right. body, but you can't affect it drinking, I mean, smoking, and right. so forth. I mean, if there was some problem with miscarriage, I probably wouldn't be able to, you know, with the potential for miscarriage, I probably wouldn't be able to tell just talking the, to her. The, the, the doctor just said something very interesting that I've never known. You said most pregnancies end in, in miscarriage yeah, yeah. so meaning most that, pregnancies end before people even aware they're pregnant really yeah then that's what he means oh, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> whoa lamont you turned out okay though great Adam. you slid right out of that bald head of yours didn't you <laughs> and we'll be back after this if you haven't seen hbo's boxing after dark series here's what you missed the Star Ledger wrote, HBO's Barrera versus McKinney fight might be one of the greatest in history. Newsday wrote, the Arturo Gatti-Wilson-Rodriguez fight was something out of a Rocky movie. HBO's new hot boxing series resumes Saturday night, June 1st, when World Super Featherweight Champion Azuma Nelson takes on Jesse James Leia and undefeated Enrique Sanchez opposes Ricardo Vargas. Boxing After Dark, Saturday, June 1st, 11.15 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, live only on HBO. Bye-bye. 
right back. Austin. All right, everyone knows it's tough to meet and collaborate with coworkers. It's tough to schedule the meetings and meet together. Well, now I use, and you can use too, GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix to powerfully, simply meet in person, online, from anywhere, anytime. We use it here all the time. In fact, I used it just today. I had to make a change in some copy. And one of the most powerful things about this this product, GoToMeeting, is not only do you turn your webcams into HD conferencing, you're watching each other in real time, but you can throw up one another's documents and work on each other's document. It's easy. Sign up for GoToMeeting from your computer or mobile device. Launch your first meeting in seconds. You'll be able to share your documents, as I said, and have HD video conferencing. So here's what I want you to do. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting.com today. Click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code LOVELINE. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code LOVELINE. Meeting is believing. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. We are here with Lamont Bentley from the hit TV series Moesha. You can find it on UPN on Tuesday nights, different times around the country, but somewhere about 7.30 or 8. Mm-hmm. And you can't miss it tomorrow night because they have a uh, action-packed uh, double feature for you. That's right. Both... Um, Starring my new buddy Lamont, who plays Hakeem, the uh, hungry neighbor. <laughs> and are you, are you hot for Moesha? Um, no, he's not. What's I, up with I, that? Hakeem and Moesha, they grew up together. You know, it even says in one of the um, scripts, it says that they grew up together so tough that back when they were young, the only thing kids did at that age was play hide-and-go-seek and take afternoon naps. Right. So it's like I've been like this. We've grown up together since babies on up. Right, but I've wanted to have sex with everyone I grew up with. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I, that's on Hakeem's mind. That's another good thing that I want to stress about the show. You never really see in reality, in reality, like a guy and a girl that are teenagers and are like just friends, strictly platonic like that. Right. And that's how Hakeem and Moesha's relationship really is. Yeah, especially when one of them's good looking. And uh, Brandy's not bad either, I got to say. Brandy looks good. She certainly does. Everyone looks good. On no attitude show. on the set with Brandy. No, nah, she's no, a sweet person. No dirt to dish. No, nah, everybody's sweet. You got to wonder. I mean, she she sold. You know, we talked about it before three, four million records. Right. Had a ton of success by the time she was about fifteen years old. Right. And you know, sometimes um, people are a little bit strange. Right. You know, and uh, like I grew up, I was friends with Molly Ringwald. Lived down the street from me. And I was friends with her sister and friends with her family. And Molly was a little bit, uh, she can be a little standoffish, you know. And uh, I'm saying this because I think she's in New York right now and can't hear us. But here's the deal. We'll get her on the show one of these times when she comes out here. But here's the point. People would say to me, hey, what's up with that? And I think to myself, now, this girl, when she was 15, 16 years old, was on the cover of Life, was on the cover of Time magazine, was uh, sitting around with uh, Spielberg and Zemeckis and God knows, you know, who else, right, right. And, and, and Hughes and all these guys had people. It was at the Academy Awards presenting Oscars to people and stuff at, at 15, 16 years old and all the way through, I mean, from age 12 up. Now, what I was basically doing was chucking dirt clods, masturbating, and chasing around <laughs> women at that age. Of course I'm normal. 
No one ever treated me like anything special. I have no reason not to be normal. But I can't blame someone for being a little bit standoffish or a little bit maladjusted when they grow up in a fantasy land. When you're sitting in uh, Warren Beatty's private screening room at 15 watching movies that that aren't going to come out for another two months, eating caviar, that's going to twist you a little bit. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with her, but I mean, it's definitely going to affect the way you handle yourself. Yes. So if Brandy wants to be a big bitch, that's her business. And particularly relative to your peers. not that way at all. No way. (laughs) I mean, she may not not seem that uh, standoffish, so to speak, to, to an adult. But right. to another 15-year-old, she would seem peculiar or yeah, exactly. somehow distant. Yeah, I always tell kids to put themselves yeah. in their predicament. I mean, put yourself, you're 17, you have all this, this platinum, these platinum records out and your own show. People, you know, your friends are going to think you're this way and that way too. When really you're not. You're, you're, you're looking at reality in a totally different aspect than the normal teenager. You're, you're trying to be an adult. You're right. handling real money and you're handling a real thing. Responsibility. And, and, yeah, and it's like. All that impacts into you. So it's like you're just this grown-up in this little body. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. you know, I, I knock no one that, that lives in that, what Adam said about the fantasy thing when they're young. Right. Because at the time, I don't even think they th- that they think it's a fantasy. They don't even know it's right. like their thing, their job. All right, let's get back to the phone. Sandy, 23, you're on Loveline with Lamont Fantasy Man Bentley. What's <laughs> your new name? How you doing? First, I, I think I want to tell Dr. Drew, I think that you're incredible. Thank you. You're fantastic. Great. Thank he sits you. here and chimes in once every half hour, and he's Mr. Genius Man. Oh, yeah, and the rest of you are great. Also. All right, there. Um, well, my issue is, I was going to say I think I'm a nymphomaniac, but I think it goes a little bit deeper than that. I cannot stay faithful to my boyfriend to save my life. I just can't. I was married once for a few years, and I was faithful to him totally. But For a few years, you're only 23. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It was how how old, old were you when you got married? 19. I was young, and I was faithful to him, but before him, I was not, and since him, I have not been. All right, Sandy, hold on a second. <laughs> Just hold the phone for one second. I have a new policy change that's going to go on in this country. Now, Drew... Lamont, you know from the little bit you've heard about this show that we try to encourage the youth of America to make the right decisions. Part of that is not having kids too early and not getting married too early either. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are, but your marriage probably isn't going to work out anyway, even if you wait till you're 30 to get married. Statistically, you are screwed if you get married before 21, 22. Right. Right. Okay, so here's what I would like. We've tried to talk sense into the younger people, but they're not listening because the hormones are raging and they have their reasons. Here's who I want to appeal to now. The people that are marrying these people. The justices of the peace, the Ah, captains, the priests, and the rabbis. I I want you people to refuse to marry anybody that has uh, one of those bad teenage mustaches. That if you see anyone with, like, an Oxy-5 on their forehead, I want you to kick their ass right out of the church. I have to say, it is so much easier to get married than get divorced. Oh, of course. Us, it took us two years to get divorced. Oh, of course it is. Of course it was it incredible. Is. And All you right. don't have any children. My God, imagine No, that. I wouldn't. I don't. I think marriage, as far as failing, is okay as long as you don't have children. All right. I mean, right. not affected by it. The so divorce. are you so seeing you're... anyone right now? Yes, I am. For two months, I've been seeing him, and yeah. he's... he's He's in the service, so he's been gone. So, so you've been cheating like crazy. So oh, I've been with three men in the past month. Wow. That he's been gone. Are you protecting and, yourself? Oh yeah, I get tested every six months, and oh, I'm boy. totally safe. But I want to stop. I well. Where I, do you meet these guys? Where do you find these guys? Um, I mean, not that it's any b- b- big feat. A woman can always find a guy, but I'm curious. 
Um, just different places. I'm not. I don't. I don't come on to men, and I don't like to get picked up on. It just. I meet through friends and whatnot, and it just. I don't go to clubs. I meet them like at the grocery store at school. But you're saying, are you a nymphomania? Are you saying you're a nympho? Well, I think it's just. I like the variety of the spice of life. That's it. I get bored of one man. So it's are like, you, are you yeah. satisfied by these relationships? Oh well, no, of course not. Do they make you feel good about yourself? No, I know it's an intimacy intimacy thing. And, I realize and, that. And why? And why do you have the intimacy thing? The problem with intimacy? Because um, I don't want people to know who I am, and I have so much. I can. I have way better orgasms with men I don't know than men that I'm. Oh okay. well, same here. I mean, I'm down with that. <laughs> but oh, you like men? Lamont, also? back me up. <laughs> I mean, literally, hey, get well, back there. listening. I can't say that. No. But, but <laughs> what is what is the problem? What what led to this problem with intimacy? Um, I couldn't tell you. I really don't. You tell me, Doctor. I'll tell you where Drew is heading. Okay, he he is heading uh, down the uh, molestation highway looking to see if he can pick you up along the way somewhere. Something that happened, real well, young perhaps, absent father, alcoholic father, abusive father. Okay, um, I've had the alcoholic thing and, you know, absent both parents. But as far as molestation, I had therapy, and my I couldn't convince my my therapist that I hadn't been molested. Do you believe in repressed memories? Because I don't. Well, I don't. I don't believe in pressuring, you know, somebody to have or to bring forth a repressed memory. Right. I, I think that there are certain character logic or personality structures uh, and behavior patterns that come out of that that suggest history of sexual abuse and right. and that's and that's what your therapist was telling you that's what we're telling you and it doesn't matter i mean you you were abused effectively the outcome was you were abused in some fashion either as a result of trauma in, incurred in your relationship with your parents or somebody outside doing something to you You've got this. Now, what happened to your therapy? Why did you terminate that? Um, I just, I just stopped. I was thinking about starting again. I was gonna... Sandy, start therapy again. I mean, this kind of thing takes years of therapy to get through. It so really it, does. It's not about meeting the right man. And Ask Adam. Uh, no, a- absolutely. As a matter of fact, you can't meet the right man when you're right. in that state. Right. That's true. <laughs> you, you will continue to make bad choices and attract dysfunctional people. Mm-hmm. You must work through this, and it takes right. a long you're, time. You're like someone put a blindfold on you, spun you around, and you're playing uh, spin, uh, pin the tail on The Bachelor, and you got no clue what direction yeah, to go. Don't dedicate yourself to any more of these guys either. Cause you should, you should actually have a moratorium on relationships. You shouldn't be having relationships because well, they I, continue yeah, to support I, yeah. this dysfunction, this, this lack of self-esteem, and they reinforce the... the uh, Sort of non-intimate relationships that you've been uh, you've been having. But Sandy, real fast, uh-huh. you're at the market, <laughs> and the spindly bag boy says, P- "Paper, plastic," and you go, <laughs> "You decide, handsome." I mean, is that how is that how it works? Oh, you're hilarious. Here's the beauty about being a woman: if you want some, you can get some. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Now, as a guy, I mean, I could remember being 23. <laughs> I would always make this plan, by the way, age 22, 23. I'd look myself in the mirror. I'd slap on some aqua velvet. I'd say, it's Saturday night, baby. And I'd do that shadow boxing thing. Come on, champ. Let's go now. Tonight, you ain't coming home unless you come home with somebody. Go out, get nothing. You just wouldn't come home. <laughs> Have you ever gone back to that apartment? <laughs> no, it's a curse. I'm scared to go in there. Thanks for bringing that up, Drew. And we'll be back. Loveline will be right back. Why? Because we like you. Hey, 
Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall. And now we have sponsors. And the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click-through on the Amazon banner on our website. Holidays are coming up. Stores are going to be crazy. So why not skip the lines and buy everything on Amazon this year? That's what I do. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One. Go to the Loveline landing page. Click the Amazon banner or go to lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind in the sail of this production and this podcast. Both Loveline and Mike and Drew and everything in Podcast One needs a taste to stay afloat. Keep the podcast free. If you bookmark the page, you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing. So go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner. But right now, back to the show. Okay. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191-1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. Tonight from Moesha, we have Lamont Bentley. Countess Vaughn was in here a little bit earlier, but uh, she's young and, it was, and, and responsible. And she had school tomorrow. And I think her folks were here with her. Were they not? Yeah, Who was that? Were. Her folks? Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Vaughn. Yeah, oh, jeez, I would have a, I would have a cow for my, well, actually, my <laughs> folks, but at seventeen, yeah, it's a little hairy having wow. your folks in there, and you're giving all kinds of device, uh, advice, I should say. And, to, and uh, thanks for toning it down for it too, Adam. <laughs> oh, jeez, you're welcome. Uh, Chris Hardwick from uh, MTV Singled Out will be here tomorrow night, and I can uh, rest assure, uh, I can rest assure you. Jeez, I'm just one big screw up. Rest assured, we will have a good time with him because he's a friend, and we're going to abuse him. But tonight, we have Lamont Bentley, who has also done other things beside Moesha. Oh, yeah, I have. He has done uh, Tales from the Hood, (laughs) which I did not see, but I'm this close to renting. Yeah, go rent. It's a good movie. I played the role of Crazy K. Yes. Now, this movie is basically like a horror movie. It's like uh, Spike Lee meets uh, Freddy. It's... It's not a horror movie. It is. It, it's about. It's a message in it. Really. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, let me, hold on, Mister uh, <laughs> Mister Art over here for one oh, second. Oh, sure, it is it's a All message right, in it. Don't make me rent that movie and see a bunch of topless women screaming, running down. Is the message keep your top on well, when you, you're in a sorority? Well, What's picture, the message? You picture Spike Lee first of all. All right. And then picture all the movies he's done. Everything. There's always some kind of message. Right. So. Same right. thing with this. It's, okay. it's a message in it. It's um, it's like the movie consists of four stories, and each story has a message in it. But but it is if you were looking, and mm-hmm. because people can go out and get this movie, mm-hmm. should they look in the horror section for this? Yeah, it's in the horror section. But right, it's not a scary movie, but for young kids, it can be kind of scary. All right, well, what's in it for me? I'm old. I like to masturbate. I I think you would like the Corbin Burnson scene. Because something weird happens to him? Um, yeah. It's okay. Very weird I don't give away too much, but I'll rent it. And, and, and my scene is really... All right, I'll watch it just for you. All right, but I'll tell you what, I'll put my penis back in my pants when you come on, just out oh, of respect. I have a G-string on in the movie. Oh, I have to, oh, you do? Yeah. What the hell are you mincing around in a G-string for? They made me wear a thong. They made me wear a thong. They told me, uh, 
hey, put this on. Lamont, let me tell you, you got to talk to your agent, man. You can't be running. You can't be mincing around in a thong now. You're a big guy doing mall tours. You can't be running around in a thong. Hey, I'm not Dennis Rodman. I, I, You're a role model, though, man. You can't be dancing around in G-string. Did uh, Spike stuff a couple singles in the front during you know the what? break? Spike wasn't even there. Oh, really? Yeah. Rusty Cundiff directed it and Darren Scott. Okay. Well, they're capable guys. Yeah. No, oh, we need Spike. All right, here we go. Back to the phones. Sarah, 16, you are on Loveline with Hi. Lamont Bentley. Hey, hey, how you doing? What's up? Nothing. All right. All right, this is the thing. My mom is kind of an uptight person, and I've been seeing this guy. Well, we're not really, like, seeing each other, but we've been talking for a couple of months, and we've been good friends for a couple of years. But just recently, we've sort of been getting serious. And I want her to like him, but she really, really, really doesn't. And it really upsets me because I want her to know that he's a part of my life, and I don't like sneaking around and sneaking out to see him and lying to her, but I don't know what to do because if I told her, she'd just be more angry at me. How do you know she doesn't like him? Because she's told me that. Based on what? Has she met him a few times? Well, once when we were, I was sneaking out to see him, we got caught, and so based on that, she said, well, I just don't like him. If, if you're sneaking out to see him, he must be a bad person. And how old are you? 16. And how old is he? 16. So she doesn't really know the guy. No, I mean, but she, she's kind of like that. Right. She and, makes her snap decisions. Right, and she likes people who look her in the eye, and, and he's really nervous around her because he knows that she does not like him. So he doesn't really look her in the eye, and she sees that as, like, insincere. And so she, Right, she's reading a whole bunch of attributes into this guy that may or may not uh, actually exist. Right, and they don't exist. Right, okay. So what you need to do, it, could he come over? No. He can't? No. She's banned him from the house, he, sort of based on nothing. Well, no, she hasn't banned him, but if he does come over, I know she'll be upset. I mean, he comes over when she's not there. He's but... not allowed to be your friend, even? Well, I mean, he's, she doesn't like it when he calls. Well, mm. you need to build a relationship between them in some way. Yeah. I mean, if he's a good guy, she needs to figure that out. If yeah. he's not a good guy, and you're denying his no, uh, he, he negative really... attributes... No, he is a really good guy. And you know what? You know what you should try? A nice twist would be have him call your mom one day. Oh, right. Yeah, and talk with her. Yeah, that'd be a good episode of Moesha, but here in reality, <laughs> that ain't oh, never going to work. Wait a minute. Hi. That would work. This is where you wake up and say, hey. That's right. Earth. Oh. Um. <laughs> so you're telling me that you couldn't tell the guy to call your mom and just, just to have a conversation. She would probably hang up on him. Really? It's well, that it's bad? It, yeah, it, it's something. Here, but wrong. here's the deal. And I, we we always talk about this. People want a fast answer. There is no fast answer oh, no, for I'm relationship. Not. It's kind of like when you talk about, like, saying, well, I got this uh, I got this Rottweiler, and I'm getting a kitten. And I want to know how to get, make sure they get along. I don't want the Rottweiler eating the kitten. Now, you don't say, well, you lock them in a closet together and see who comes out. You say, what do you do? You take the Rottweiler, you put it in the, the kitchen, you put the little thing up there, you take the kitten, you take something like a sock, you rub it on the kitten, you get the scent of the kitten. Then you let the Rottweiler sniff it for a minute. Then you make sure and pet the Rottweiler a lot whenever the kitten's around so the Rottweiler doesn't feel like it's not being attended to. And you work it in real slowly, real slowly, and eventually everyone feels comfortable, and you feel comfortable, and you go out, and the Rottweiler still eats a cat <laughs> but the point is is you took your time about it right, do and it slowly that's what you got to do with this all people that are trying to get in the good favors and the good graces of mom or dads of girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever the case is chip away don't do it all in one one treat it like mount rushmore just just a little chisel each time 
And uh, a few months will pass quickly. They'll feel comfortable with you, and it'll work out. Am I right, Drew? Yeah, I keep at it. But it, again, we need you need to look honestly at the person and try to try to imagine your mother's perspective on him and how she might see him, and uh, you know, present him in some way that uh, might break through some of those issues. I have no idea what you're talking about, but let me in other say words, In other words, if he looks a certain way, has a tattoo or something, and she, she jumps to conclusions about who he is, find ways to make a relationship between him and her so she finds out who he actually is. And also, you know what I love about our listeners? I say, has your mom banned him from the house? Oh, no. No, no, absolutely not. Okay, well, can he, when he comes over, oh, no, he can't come over. <laughs> I cannot stand that crap. How many times tonight has that happened? Like four times But already. it's that sort of rebellious teenager thing. Right. You make a statement, right. absolutely not. Oh, no, he's not banned from the house. It's, All right, we'll send him over. Oh, no, he can't come over. It's my dad's mistress's cousin lives here. No, no. It's my dad's mistress's cousin. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For Christ's sake. All right, Drew, here we go. We got a vent, too, once in a while. You know, there's no love line that Drew and I can call. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, 18. Hi. Hey. Um, I'm having this problem with my boyfriend. I think that he might be cheating on me. Um, I called him at 11.30 the other night, and he told me he was going to take his dog for a walk, and it was raining out. Uh. <clears throat> and he told me that one of his friends from Oklahoma was coming to visit him, and she, he said that she was going to stay with him for a while. She. <laughs> well, nothing gets past you two. Uh, and he didn't tell me that that she showed up or anything, but every time I call him, he gives me excuses why he can't talk to me. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking he took his penis out for a walk? Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so too. Really? I think, yeah, I think that. Well, if whatever he, he did. Second now, if he Lamont doesn't he know. Has, if he said he got some girl coming to visit him from Oklahoma, and now she's here, and you call now that she's here, and he has no time to speak with you, that's what you're saying? Yeah. He's screwing around with that girl. And you're and you're sitting there letting him. When he told you that he had a girlfriend, a girl coming down to see him, yeah, that right then and there shouldn't have been cool with you. It well, shouldn't it, have went down, Kelly. I don't well, care. he told me that, and I told him that I didn't want to hear any more about it because he he knew he knows that it would that it would upset me and stuff. Uh, well, he didn't care because she's here. Yeah, I'm saying so. Now that she's here, this is what you're gonna have to deal with. You're gonna have to. But, Kelly, what is the relationship with this girl from Oklahoma? Is he from Oklahoma? No. He's not? She used to live around here, but then she moved out there. Okay. And they were friends? Yeah. And you know they were nothing more than friends? Uh, No, I don't know that. Uh, So they may have been going out for all you know? Yeah. And is her visit here on business or just to visit him? I'm not really sure. I didn't ask. Okay, these are over there? These are all questions you need to ask. What was the nature of your relationship with him in the first place? We just well, see each other once in a while, like once a week, or no? We've been going out for, I mean, like dating for about eight months now. What does that mean, dating? How often would you see each other? Uh, well, we see each other every day. But was, he, was he seeing other people? Uh-uh. And were you seeing other people? I as was as for knew. a little while. All right. Oh, okay. All right. So, Kelly, your uh, your uh, slate is not clean, either. No. You don't have a spotless record. Uh-uh. Okay. So, and in, in possibly you see, and you know, this happens all the time, people see in other people what they possess themselves, meaning you're the kind of person who screws around on a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You often see that in others or attract those kind of people and start up those kind of relationships. So, Kelly, 
I don't know if you're projecting or not, but either way, and here's the here's the bottom line is, if you think your partner's screwing around, you got a problem. Whether it, whether it's whether it's you just thinking they're screwing around is a problem or whether they're actually screwing around, either way it's a problem. It's a problem if you're thinking it. Am I right, guys? You're right. Yeah, you're Drew, right. this is radio. Don't sit there. I'm just there wondering what Lamont's doing with that microphone. Oh, no, He's poking his eye my, into I was it. rubbing my eyelash on the on the party. It just felt good. Anyways. <clears throat> I'll tell because Tommy Lee was scratching his parts with that just a couple of weeks ago, Lamont. I don't know if you want to be shoving your eye in there. No, but honestly. <laughs> yeah, forget her. Jerry, 18. Hi, <laughs> hello. We can't live in the past, Lamont. That's the name of the game. we got to oh, move forward. Oh, my God. What's up, Jerry? Yeah, I, uh, this is for Dr. Drew and Adam. You know, I mean, I'm having a problem with um, with girls right now. I think that I want a relationship with girls, and but yet I kind of like guys. And mm-hmm. I'm having, you know, this kind of identity crisis, whether it's that I like girls more than guys or that I like guys. But All right. All right, I'm going to work in a couple, a couple of my Adam Carolla-isms right now. You're not homo. You're half-mo. <laughs> and uh, the big question, have you ever had your behymen broken? No. No. So the behymen's intact, but you're definitely half-mo. Yeah. Okay. Drew? Uh, you know, one of the common things that somebody your age would experience if they were having homosexual feelings is a intense desire to deny them and to hang on to any heterosexual identity that you could maintain. Uh-huh. Uh, so just be careful that that isn't what you're doing. You might be afraid to really embrace this, this sort of homosexual uh, uh, identity you have and try to cling to the heterosexual identity that you wish you could have. It's a very common phenomenon at your age. It, uh, but, it, I, I'm suspicious. I mean, it, it sounds like something. Like that. It really sounds like you have a genuine attraction to men. Well, I do, but, you know, and I've, and I've also, you know, had, you know, just maybe oral oral sex with men or... I've messed around. See, see, you, you, see, he's more than half mo, isn't he? I, I, yes, you're three quarter mo. Yeah, he's in. He's at maybe he's, seven eighths. He's in. Yeah. But I also like girls, though, and I, I mean, I well, want, I want my relationship with my girlfriend to be better than it is. Oh, you have a girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be that's tough. I mean, uh, I, I can hear it in your voice, Jerry. You're you're well on the path to homosexuality. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, nothing wrong with that. And let me tell you, I know some gay couples, happiest goddamn people on the planet, laughing all the way to the goddamn gay bar, these people are. They, they run like no, no other couple. Heterosexual couples, all they do is basically fight. The girl thinks she's fat. The guy thinks he's not getting enough sex. It's one big argument. The gay couples, they're totally prosperous. They make a bunch of money. They got two guys, both in, in one house, who can, who can uh, mow the lawn and fix the car. Although eh, the gay guy suffers a little with the lawnmower and the, and the ranch. But great couple. So it's a good life. I don't know. I'm, I'm endorsing it fully. Plus, more chicks for me and Lamont. And Drew, you know, <laughs> when he needs it. Am I right? <laughs> Seriously, do you care? I wish everyone was gay. I wish I was the only straight guy in America. No, I don't wish. Come on, Lamont. Mean you, mean you. No, Mike. Mike, the engineer, just uh, tooled in and said, uh, "Still wouldn't matter." But uh, thank you, Mike. Fantastic. You're on the gay list now. Come on, Lamont. Mean you. The only two straight guys in America. Could you imagine? Okay. We'd have the market cornered on boobs and ass. Yeah. All right. (laughs) The phone number for Loveline: one eight hundred love one nine one. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back.
We are back, and we are just about out of time. Just enough time to uh, thank Lamont Bentley and Countess Vaughn for coming in tonight. You can find them on Moesha, which will be on UPN on Tuesday nights, uh, usually around 8 o'clock. Big uh, doubleheader tomorrow night starring uh, my new friend Lamont. So look for him and uh, go out and watch the show tomorrow night. We have Chris Hardwick from MTV Singled Out. Uh, for Dr. Drew, Adam Carolla, the beautiful Lisa phone screener, the beautiful Sherry, the phone screener, the lovely and angular one, producer Ann, who always does a wonderful job, the one-nut wonder engineer Mike, who is rarely off his seat but still manages to do a fantastic job. Uh, say bye, Lamont. Goodbye, and uh, baby, warm that food up. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. So visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo.